0: the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cammy Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we are here with Susan Leonardson. Susan is a funnel marketer and designer, but she most recently has been creating a program to help expert business owners sell their online courses without making sales calls by taking action and launching their webinars quick and imperfect. She's also the host of the podcast, Amplify Your Impact, where she talks about other business experts in the digital space And provides actionable tips to help her listeners grow their businesses. So welcome, Susan. We're so excited to have you here with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Kami. I'm really excited to be on your show Oh, I'm, I'm excited to have you be the very first
0: uh, interview on our show. So we are launching uh, today, and you are the very first. And I just want to say that um, it was you who drew me to podcasting. I actually met you through your podcast when you launched last summer. And so I you drew me here. And so I just wanted to bring you here and be the one to celebrate with me as we launch our podcast today. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, and
1: where how you got here? Absolutely. So um, I, my, well, first of all, my background is actually kind of similar to yours, but not as successful by any means. But I come from um, the network marketing um, MLM industry. I was doing that for a long time because I was a stay-at-home mom, still am, stay-at-home mom, uh, just trying to contribute to my family's finances, but also just to kind of have something for myself, you know, like an identity t- that was my own, that wasn't just mom <laughs> or wife. Cause for a while it was just me and my husband before we even had kids. And I was, I was trying to have a business. So that's my background. Um, from there, I kind of got the entrepreneurial bug I wasn't really having the success I wanted to in that area, and it was mostly just because things weren't working the way that I wanted them to work. <laughs> and so I that let's make the story short in that I ended up racking up a lot of debt, um, trying to make my business work online. This was a little bit before we had all of the information and resources we have today um, about how to make that type of business work online. So I was kind of just spinning my wheels. It wasn't really working. Um, But that led me to kind of discovering a lot of different types of experts online and in the digital marketing space. And that led me to realizing that there's another skill that I wanted to have. And it led me to the business that I have today, which is funnel marketing and funnel design. And then that led me to helping people launch webinars. So long story short, I just was really trying to have something of my own. Um, But it wasn't working. And so I, it just led me to where I'm at now. So like, you really can't have any hard feelings on that, right? We're all discovering uh, new things every day and um, trying to make it work. And sometimes our failures become the best thing that happened to us.
0: I love it. I love it. I I really do believe that we are right where we're supposed to be. And if we just embrace that moment, even if it doesn't feel right, we learn everything we need to learn to take that next step in the journey. So I love that. So, well, you mentioned you have kids. So I want to talk a little bit about that because like, I know I I had kids all through my journey, young kids as well. And I want to hear from you to share with the listeners, you know, how do you do that? (laughs) You know, how do you? juggle that with, you know, starting a new business
1: and having young children and what what's your best tip? Yeah. So I don't know that I'm really the person to ask. I know you, we were kind of talking about this before and you're like, you've got it all figured out. I'm like, I really don't though. <laughs> um, I Um I do my best just like anyone really can do, but there's always been this perception of if you're a parent and you're working from home or even working outside of your home, like how do you balance the, how do you balance work life and family life? And I think I learned early on that you can't, (laughs) it's like, it's not possible. You can't balance it, but what you can do is prioritize things. And so one day your business might be the priority and another day your family might be the priority and I think as long as you're allowing things to kind of like ebb and flow and and um be ever changing and allowing it and I'm embracing it to be changing like instead of trying to reach this unrealistic goal of perfect balance like I'm gonna only do this during this time and only do this during this time, and it's all gonna work out. And my clients are only gonna need me during these hours, and my family's only gonna see me during these hours. Like it's just unrealistic in most people's world. And so I've embraced that. I've allowed my business to run in a way that it's a little more fluid. And when my when my business needs my attention, my family has learned that, like, okay, mom's gotta work right now. And that's okay. And then when my family, you know, it's family time, it's like, okay, like I tell my, if if clients are needing me or anything is pressing in my business, it's just like, okay, well, it's got to wait. Like I can't be on call 24 hours a day because that's just not realistic. And I think any other business owner and customers of a business are going to understand that, you know, every business has their hours. They all have the expectations you set, and so I really think it comes down to setting those boundaries and the expectations between your family and your business. So, like, literally, right now, I have a babysitter over watching my kids. I she comes over every Monday and Tuesday between one and three, and those are the times that I make available for people to schedule calls with me or to do podcast interviews. And so, those are my set times. And if I'm booked up, then I'm booked up, and I'm not going to adjust my schedule for that because that's the time I've set aside for, for doing those specific things. But like when I'm doing my actual work, that's, you know, like the non-call work, I, sometimes you'll find me in my laptop on the couch while my kids are watching a movie. Sometimes it just has to blend together because I have a two-year-old. So (laughs) I have have an almost two-year-old, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And so two of my kids are home almost on a daily basis and sometimes my two-year-old just wants to be with mom and so either he's in my lap while I'm working sometimes on calls and you know that (laughs) and sometimes I'm just next to him he just wants my presence and so I think that's one of the cool things about working from home is that while I do have to do work and they do want mom there sometimes they overlap and it comes like a blended thing
0: I love it. That's great. That's really great advice, too, because I think we're always trying as parents to be so perfect, right, and have it all figured out. But is that really such a thing or maybe just the ebb and flow of it, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so I know you wanted to share some of your great knowledge with our listeners today. So I wanted to make sure to give you um, an opportunity to do that. So do you, what do you have? What did you bring with you today that you want to share with them
1: that's going to help them learn something great? Absolutely, so the thing that i 've been focusing on a lot lately with uh, both my students and with my clients is that really the it all comes down to storytelling and If you can tell a good story, especially when it comes to trying to get an idea across that that 's the best way to do it because uh, when when you 're trying to like sell something to someone or you 're just trying to get someone on board you have to have have them have an emotional connection to what you're trying to tell them and stories are the best way to get people to have that emotional connection and so like when you take for example let's take a non-business non-sales situation where maybe you just went out and bought, let's see, we're talking to a bunch of women. So what did we just go out? We just went out and bought like hundred dollar pairs of shoes, right? (laughs) And maybe they're okay. So when we're, we're in the store and we're going to, or maybe a bag or whatever it is that you love that you're like, Oh my gosh, I would spend that much money on that thing. Because when you're in the store and you're looking at it, you are like, thinking of all these these emotional responses to it. Like, oh my gosh, this would make me look so good. Those are going to make my calves look so amazing. Um, that color matches this outfit that I have. Like, it would just be so perfect. Like, you know what? All of those things that you tell yourself in that moment, and then you have to go home and you have to explain to your family, your spouse or your partner, why you just spent that amount of money a $100 on a pair of shoes when you've got a closet full of shoes already. And you start to like, bring all of the the logistical things into it. Like you try to convince them that it was a good idea. Like, oh, it was only, it was um, 20% off and it was a really good deal. And um, they're going to, like, I'm going to wear them every day and it's going (laughs) to, I know it's going to be a really good purchase, a real good buy. Like we try to justify our purchase to them, but they don't get on board because they weren't there having that emotional experience that you had when you made the decision to buy. People don't buy based on logic, they buy both based on emotions. And the way to get people to have the same emotion that you did is to tell the story behind it. So instead of going home to your partner and giving them all of the logistical reasons of why it was a good purchase, if you walk them through the process that you had, like when you were in the store and how did you feel when you spotted them and when you put them onto your feet, how did it make you feel? And, Uh, What was, you know, what were were the emotions going through you? What is the, the, what they're, what are they going to make you feel when you're wearing them at home? Like if you tell them the story of how you came to the decision of how you bought those boots or shoes, they might be more likely to be on board with you have when you have bought them and you brought them home. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. It
0: does. Yeah. And you know, I was going to say like when in my direct sales business, that was kind of like. Um, one of the connections that I would make as I was training was like, I want you to tell me a story about a cup of coffee. And when you tell me that story, I want to see the steam and I want to smell the coffee and feel the heat. Right. So it's, yeah. it's that connection. I love that.
1: <laughs> That's cool. So, so I can give like a quick framework of how to tell a story to make it impactful and powerful and to help people that you're telling that story to, to have that same emotional experience that you had. Um, And this is actually not my framework. This comes from a man named Russell Brunson and he has this really cool, basically it's a blueprint of how to tell a story. And it's so awesome that like, why recreate it? We'll just, we're just gonna give him credit and share it here. So Russell Brunson shares this and it's called The Heroes Two Journeys. And I'll just go through it quick. Um, But there's a lot to dive into. But basically, you have to give your backstory first. Your backstory is like any details that are important to set up the story to to provide context for what was going on in your life Um, and to like, what was the desire that you were trying to have or trying to to reach? You know, what was that goal you were trying to reach? And then like, what was the old way uh, that you were trying to get it done, but it wasn't quite working and then the next part of the story is the journey. So this is like when, um, when you were like called to go on this journey. So if you think of a, a movie, usually the movie starts out with like some backstory, like you're getting to know the characters and then they're all of a sudden they're going on this journey of um, like this mission that they're on. Like there's a goal that they're trying to reach and they're setting out to go and reach that goal. But usually something happens. Usually there is a villain. Usually there's a roadblock that gets in your way that you just can't get past. It's like, oh, well, do I just throw up the, throw up the towel and give up right now? Um, but then the next part of your story is actually, like it's called the new opportunity. And this is like where you have your epiphany. This is where something or someone enters into your life that gives you this epiphany, this aha moment of like, oh, my gosh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I really need to be doing it this way or I really need to try and do this instead. It's like changing your mindset around your problem. Then you go into doing it that way. And then the last part is just basically putting it all together. How, like, what did you do to try to accomplish it? Did it work out? Sometimes it doesn't work out, right? Sometimes the hero doesn't accomplish what they set out to do. Um, So then the next part of your story is like, did you achieve your goal? Did you not achieve your goal? And how um, how did you change as a human being while going through this journey? And so if you follow these steps and if you go and look up heroes two journeys, or um, you can get his book, it's called Expert Secrets. He really lays it out in there. Uh, That is the best way to tell a story. And if you think about it, and you know this this framework of this this story script, every movie that you will watch from now on, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, they're using this same script to create this movie. Um, There's an example of like Cars, uh, the Cars movie, like the animated Pixar movie, Cars, about how, Uh, Lightning McQueen, he's this racer, like that's the backstory, right? And he's trying to win the Piston Cup. And he, that's his goal. That's his desire. He wants to win the cup. And, but there's this issue where there's, uh, you know, there's this roadblock. And then he's going, you know, going through his journey. He finally gets to the end of the race. He's been doing all this training, training it really, really good. He gets to the race. And then um, there's another racer who I think he blows a tire or crashes or something. Um, and, and Lightning McQueen, the character, he's just about to reach the finish line and he, it, he's about to win. But then this car in second place is about to, and he crashed and there's like, there's no, no contest anymore. He's about to win. But because on this journey, he was changed. As a character, he was changed internally. He decided to actually, instead of crossing the finish line, go back to the other racer and help him help him cross. And so, in that story, Lightning McQueen does not win the cup. He didn't win the, the goal that he was um, originally trying to reach. But he changed internally, and it made him a better pers- a better car, <laughs> a better person, though. And 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 that's what makes it such an amazing story. So once you know this framework. And you start watching movies, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is the exact same script. (laughs) So that's, it's been a proven model and it is really what connects people emotionally to you and your story and your mission. So that is my best advice at this time is to just learn how to tell really good stories.
0: I love it. I will never watch a movie the same again. And it's really funny because um, my grandson... When he was younger, watched like that was his show, his movie, and we would watch it looped. Like I'm sure you know what that looks like, yes. right? <laughs> with your kids, like you could watch it all day long. So it just brings back those sweet memories too. Well, that is amazing, and it. I'm so glad that you came and and were with us today. And um, I want to make sure the listeners know where to find you. So how can they reach you if they want to yeah. learn more about this?
1: So, I mostly hang out on Facebook. You can find me if you just uh, search Susan Leonardson. I also have a, a free Facebook group where if you're interested in learning, if you're a course creator or a coach that's wanting to create a course and you're wanting, how to, learn, wanting to learn how to um, maybe launch it and sell it through a webinar, my Facebook group is called Imperfect Entrepreneurs, Launch Your Webinar, Grow Your Tribe, and you can actually get to it really easily. Just go to imperfectentrepreneurs.com and it'll take you right to the group. And I'd love to have you in there. That's
0: perfect. So perfect. So thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camylehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.